0: Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello, and welcome to the Dementia Care Partners podcast series brought to you by Positive Approach to Care. I'm your host, Greg Phelps, along with Tifa Snow. And Tifa, our topic today is called what to expect from different types of dementia. And this comes from questions submitted to a positive approach in a survey done, I think it was last year. Mm. And uh, as we found out in a previous podcast, there are many different types. So we've chosen some that showed up repeatedly. The first one is uh, what to expect from early onset. And the second one is what to expect from vascular. Now, I like I say, those two topped the polls. So,
1: Okay, so early onset. And I'm going to give you a new word for it, young onset. Oh, so Greg, young. When, I switch okay. it, when I switch it from early onset to young onset, what happens to your brain suddenly, very quickly, actually?
0: I uh, just sort of blanked everything else out.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Yep. And so when I say young onset, now what are you thinking?
0: Well, now I'm thinking, okay, how young?
1: Ah, so what it means is you're going to show symptoms before the age of 65 or 70. So, if your first symptoms of a dementia happen before sixty five to seventy then what you have is called a young onset dementia, and if it's Alzheimer's type, well, then it could be a young onset Alzheimer's dementia. But what we also know is young onset can happen particularly it's the most common type of young onset dementia is frontal temporal dementia. um we also know how young infancy there's um there's a kind of dementia that can happen due to genetic coding and it's in it's a sort of in the formation of cells and so children can develop normally in utero and they can come out and they can be born normally and they can develop some very beginning skills normally and they develop language and they develop walking and they develop talking and they develop um visual regard and they've got words for things and then they start losing them it could start as early as three to five or it could be after seven to ten or it could be and these are all different genetic malformations that happen in small children and so they're called juvenile dementia so that's pretty young onset hey mm-hmm.
0: so that's under the big broad umbrella of dementia
1: and under young onset. So, you know, that's the tricky thing. So we had two very different kinds of descriptors. Young onset simply tells us how old was the person. And, you know, and if the person is younger than 65 to seven, then they have some form of young onset dementia, but we still have to sort out what kind. So it could be Alzheimer's, it could be FTD, or it could be a bunch of others because people could get vascular dementia, young onset, like after stroke or head injury.
0: Okay, you've taken my two topics and blended them. Now, here I thought we had separate little columns. Now ah, you're sort of mixing things up. on Bummer,
1: it. yeah. So this is the tricky thing about dementia. Now, on the other one, the other one you mentioned was?
0: Well, we were going to do vascular and early onset, but yeah, you've already so sort of stirred the two together.
1: I've stirred the pot because you can have young onset because it's the age at which you develop it. So whether we call it early onset or whether we call it young onset, but everyone will go through an early stage of their dementia, but not everybody has early onset. And that's why we're switching the word. We're seeing more and more people switch the word to young onset. So it gives us a descriptor of age at onset. Um, and so then this vascular, what that means is that is not a primary dementia. In other words, it's called a secondary. There wasn't anything wrong with your blood, your brain cells. I mean, your brain cells were fine, unlike some of these others that, I, that you know, Alzheimer's and FTD and um, Lewy body. There's actually something going wrong with your brain cells. Uh, there's an abnormal protein formation phenomena going on or, or, or things related to your brain cells. This is actually the blood supply to your brain being damaged. And that's why it's called, it's vascular in that it's the blood supply, the nourishment, the oxygen flow to your brain that's causing the difference. And so guess what happens when you have a good day of blood flow?
0: Hmm, things work along
1: fine. You actually look great. And what yep. happens when your blood flow is not great the, 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 like two days later?
0: Yeah, probably sort of crash.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What about blood sugars? Do you think your blood sugars could impact it?
0: Oh, I, I know they can. You watch kids wind them up on sugar, and I'm sure that adults have some effect as well.
1: Yeah, so people with diabetes, um, certainly if you have good days and bad days and you're having a hard time controlling your sugar, one of the places that it's very busy, obviously, is you know it gets busy in your kidneys, it causes problems at the end of your fingertips and your toes and even with your urine, but it also causes problems in your eyes and in your brain. So people who have poorly controlled diabetes have a very high risk of developing vascular dementia. And at first it's just good days and bad days, but then you start causing damage to the brain and these little damaged areas, typically in the wiring, which is called white matter. And so you'll also hear it referred to one of the forms of white matter disease. And so your vascular dementia is the least predictive of all the dementias because it's not that your brain cells are being directly attacked by protein or damaged by these abnormal protein formations. It's the blood supply. And so oxygen nourishment. And so what happens is good days, bad days, good days, bad days. And over time, I don't know where your system is the weakest and whether you'll have um, like blowouts where you'll lose the blood supply because it, the blood vessels, the tiny little capillaries sort of start oozing blood and coming apart or whether or not you'll have a narrowing and you just have reduced flow in certain areas or whether you have blockages, you know, so thrombi or emboli or you have like, a, and so it's really tricky. This is really tricky stuff because, you know, with vascular, you can have some areas, your brain that are well perfused and they're getting everything they need. And so those areas work just fine, but other areas, oh my gosh, And it seems like, well, they're not changing. And then kapow on a Friday, it's like, oh, my heavens, they had a stroke. But then by Saturday, they're doing a little better. And by Sunday, they're better, but they're never back to where they were before.
0: So if if somebody's been handed a diagnosis of heart disease, Uh would this be something that they would have to be aware of?
1: I would want to be aware. So I want I definitely want to establish a baseline on my cognition because I want to find out, OK, so we're going to be working on my cardiac status. And, you know, I don't I really like to know whether or not my cardiac abilities, my my pump is doing a good job. And what happens to my brain if my pump is having problems? Same thing with blood pressure problems or blood sugar problems. Yeah. So, you know, if we kept an eye on it, guess what we might be able to do? they're thinking.
0: Yeah, some little form of help or control.
1: Uh, Yeah, yeah. So, you know, by knowing this kind of stuff, we might be able to work together to see if I could buy myself some more time at being more functional, less impaired with my disability that comes about because of my vascular dementia.
0: With the vascular, would this explain why people often say good days, bad days?
1: Oh yeah, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. So on a good day, it's like, wow. I mean, it's like she doesn't even and that phrase, she doesn't even have dementia. It's like, yeah, she does. She's having a good day. Why would you say she doesn't have dementia? It's like, if I'm in remission, you know, I still might have cancer until I've been deemed that I don't. Um, the thing about dementia is we don't currently have a way out of it. Like once you get this happening. It doesn't like go away. So I may not seem like I have dementia today, but trust me, I do. Um, Tepa, the, I there's
0: have. researchers who, who make a living and, and people like yourself mm-hmm. who work in the dementia care field who, who spend a lifetime trying to learn this. How can a lay person who's just been given a diagnosis begin to comprehend all of the information that's out there?
1: Yeah, I think baby bites, because if you try to take in too much, it overwhelms you and chokes you and you're starting to look for the quick, well, what can I do about me? What can we do? What is there a way? And it's like, take a deep breath and get connected to a group like ours or another group. There are support groups out there, but a group that's really curious about the disease and the condition, but also very supportive to learning how to live with it. Because, you know, you know, this idea of fighting against the disease, well, You know, I'm glad there are people out there that are working on trying to find cures, trying to find ways to stop this or turn it around. But until we get to that, I know that the best thing that I can do is sometimes support people and help them to be as functional and able as they can be. And that means both friends, family and the person living with dementia. We're in this together.
0: Deepa, I know that there are probably resources in local communities for people, but if I feel like I really want to talk to somebody one-on-one, have you got people that are available for us?
1: We do. We have consultants, and there are people who are specially trained to be curious and interested and authentically want to figure out what are, you, what are you trying to find out? What do you need? What are you liking? What are you not liking? And where are you in this thing that you're doing? Because typically people are not alone. We also have folks that um, can do training. We have folks that can do coaching if you're more interested in developing some skills. So depending on what you're seeking, make a connection, get some info, and you can watch a lot of free things, but sometimes it's worth having a conversation to see where should I start and what should I do next because it's a lot.
0: Tifa, thank you very much.
1: You are so welcome, Greg.
0: You've been listening to the Dementia Care Partners podcast series brought to you by Positive Approach to Care. If you need more information about dementia, check our website at www.teepasnow.com.